Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. This is a daily podcast, and I'm your daily host, Pamela Staten. I'm excited. I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to South Dakota. We've added another state. Here's the states that are listening, and this is in the order of most to least in listeners. But I'm just so happy to be in every in all these states. Okay. California, New Jersey, Washington, Pennsylvania, Texas, Illinois, Virginia, Maryland, Florida, New York, North Carolina, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, Ohio, District of Columbia, Massachusetts, Missouri, South Carolina, Oregon, Indiana, Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky, Colorado, Wisconsin, Iowa, Connecticut, Michigan, Minnesota, Tennessee, New Hampshire, Louisiana, Mississippi, Rhode Island, Delaware, and now South Dakota. God is everywhere. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome, listeners. Alleluia. Can I say Alleluia? Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. It's still the Lenten season, so we are going to fast. Okay? We're going to fast from certain things, and it is a season in which we should fast from judging others. Fast from emphasis on indifferences. Fast from apparent darkness. We're going to fast from thoughts of illness. Fast from words that pollute. Fast on discontentment. Fast from anger, pessimism, worry complaining fast from unrelenting pressures fast from hostility bitterness self-concern personal anxiety discouragement fast from facts that depress fast from lethargy fast from suspicion Fast from thoughts that weaken. Fast from shadows of sorrow. Fast from idle gossip. And fast from problems that overwhelm. Amen. Amen. 
Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind. Thy will, thy will, thy will be done, not mine. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand that you know what is best for me. Help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. Amen. Stay right there. I'll be right back. Going to read from the Bible. Oh, yeah. And so looking through the Bible, I came across a question in the Charles Stanley Principles Bible. It says, how can I know it's God's voice when, how can I know it's God's voice I hear? and not something else. The book of 1 Samuel describes how the boy Samuel came to hear and understand the spoken word of God. The Bible records that the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Samuel, therefore, had to learn how to recognize the voice of God and not get it mixed up with the ideas that conflicted with the Lord's true character. Samuel not only learned to hear the words of God clearly, he also came to speak them with authority. So the Bible says of him, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. We sometimes let our preconceptions about God influence what we think we hear from him. Okay, so if, for instance, we think of God as a wise and caring counselor, we will be open to the love that he has for us in the midst of calamities that are brought on by our own foolishness. If, however, we think of God as a vindictive judge, 
then we will expect to hear words of condemnation and harsh punishments when we act foolishly. Our relationship with God influences how we hear God. Please listen, listeners. Please hear this. If we approach God as his saved children living under his grace, then we come with the assurance that he will speak the words that we really need, if and even if they are not what we want to hear. When we understand that he is infinitely loving, then we can believe everything he says. Again, when we understand that he is infinitely loving, then we can believe everything he says. This same problem occurs in any area where our idea of God's character conflicts with scripture. We may think of him as a generous provider or become derived and view him as being stingy. We may view him as a faithful, trustworthy guy or be misled into thinking that he is a fair-weather friend. Too many Christians, too many, fall for twisted conceptions of God that misrepresents our gracious, consistent, patient, trustworthy Father. We have all heard too many unbiblical ideas offered as if they were gospel truth, and such error can lead us into horrible emotional and spiritual bondage. Our view of God must remain correct and biblically informed. By knowing him as the God of love, who wants to approach, who wants us to approach the throne of grace boldly, we will trust him more completely whatever he tells us. We're going to take the advice of 1 Thessalonians 5.21 and test whatever you hear against the truth of Scripture. Interesting. Amen. And then also, it says, what does it mean to pray without ceasing? What did the Apostle Paul mean by pray without ceasing? How is it possible to carry on with a normal life if we do so? First, the Apostle did not mean that we should walk around all day mumbling to God. Rather, he taught that we can live in a constant attitude of intercession even as we go about our daily routines. Of course, some days we'll pray much more like than others. But regardless of the particular items on our to-do list, we can still maintain a natural, ongoing conversation with the Lord that encompasses our entire lives. Well, I have to tell you, listeners, that I do that. 
I have an ongoing conversation with God every day. Every day. So, and I hear the voice of God and everything. So I just want you to get to that point because it is really beautiful and it is peaceful and smart. You apply wisdom and patience and you just give it over to Jesus for him to handle everything and you just obey and do what he asks you to do. It's amazing. Anyway, should you pray without insignificant or mundane matters? Yes. God listens to every prayer. Since he's interested in every aspect of your life, he invites you to talk to him about whatever concerns, interests, confuses, frightens, challenges, or in any way, anything that touches your life. You should ask him to help you with the small things like finding lost glasses or receiving forgotten information or missing mail. It is through such requests that you learn that God is your gracious Heavenly Father and you are as much loved as any child of His. You are as much loved. That's important. It's important to know. Outsiders may consider such complete trust in the Lord foolhardy, but so what? Only through prayer can we tap into his limitless resources. Only by seeking him can we test his promise. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. John 14, 14. So, too often we limit our praying precisely because we do not cast ourselves wholeheartedly on his grace and mercy. God has called us to be people of prayer and regular communication creates intimate fellowship with our Savior. Let's repeat, regular communication creates intimate fellowship with our Savior. Through our time with Him, we will discover His goodness, faithfulness, and wonderful direction for our lives. We will also find the strength and wisdom for every turn on our paths so that we can experience all He has created for us. When we develop a prayerful outlook, eventually our communication with the Lord becomes our first instinct. Yay! In every situation. Our communication with the Lord becomes our first instinct. 
in every situation, not only when we face a challenge or encounter a difficult. And in time, it will never occur to us not to pray. Amen. Amazing. If you bring God into every situation in your life, you will have joy. Just bring him into every situation. You're bringing the light. You're looking for the light. Light attracts light. Stay with me. We'll be right back. We've got more. It's a good day. Oh, Dr. Joyce Meyer is on fire. Today, I'm going to be reading from Trusting God Day by Day. When we look at the needs in the world today, they are staggering. You may be thinking, what I can do won't even make a dent in the problems that we have in the world. If we all think that way, nobody will do anything and nothing will change. Although our individual efforts may not solve the problems, Together, we can make a major difference. God won't hold us accountable for what we could not do, but he will hold us accountable for the things that we could have done. And that's the list I don't want to be on. I don't want to be on the list of things that we could have done. I'm going to repeat God won't hold us accountable for what we could not do, but he will hold us accountable for the things we could have done. If you or I were hungry because we hadn't eaten in three days and someone offered us one meal that would alleviate the pain in our stomachs for a day, would we take it? And would we be glad to have it? Of course we would. And so are the people we help. We're able to set up ongoing programs for many of them, but there will always be those that we can help only once or twice. Still, these outreaches are worth doing. If we can give one family a meal, it's worth doing. If we can help one person go without pain for one day, it's worth doing. And Joyce says she's resolved herself to always do what she can do and remember what God said to her. If you only relieve someone's pain for one hour, it is still worth doing. 
Amen. Don't let the magnitude of the problem overwhelm you. God will show you what you can do and then trust him when he says it makes a difference. Amen. Continuing, Matthew 5, 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, its strength, its quality, how can its saltness be restored? It is not good for anything any longer, but to be thrown out and throdden underfoot by men. I think it's safe to say that most of what the world offers is tasteless. And I'm not just talking about food. For example, most of the movies that Hollywood produces and the way people treat each other in the world today is tasteless. Usually when we see any type of behavior that is in poor taste, we are quick to blame the world. We might say something like, what is this world coming to? Yet the phrase, the world, merely means the people who live in the world. If the world has lost its flavor, it is because people have become tasteless in their attitudes and actions. Jesus said we are the salt of the earth. He also said we are the light of the world and should not hide our light. So think of it this way. Each day as you leave your home, you can add God's light and flavor to any environment. You can bring joy to your workplace by being determined to consistently have a godly attitude. And through simple things like being thankful, patient, merciful, quick to forgive offenses, by being kind, by being encouraging, even simply smiling and being friendly is a way to bring flavor into this tasteless society. Without love and all its magnificent qualities, life is tasteless and not worth living. I want you to try an experiment. Now this is still Dr. Joyce Meyer. Just think, I'm going to go out into the world today and spice things up. Get your mind set before you even walk out the door that you are going out as God's ambassador and that your goal is to be a giver, to love people and to add good flavor to their lives. And the question that each of us must answer is, what have I done today to make someone's life better? What have I done today to make someone else's life better? You have to trust in him. 
Determined to walk through life with a godly attitude, adding flavor wherever you go. Trust God to take care of you while you sow a good seed, making decisions that will be a blessing to others. Amen. I just love, love, love the word of God. Thank you, Joyce Meyer. All of these authors, amazing. Okay, God's way day by day. Our definition of what is good changes as we come to Christ and grow into his likeness. However, God always sees what is absolutely good for us. Things that are good for us now, good for us in every area of our lives. Good for those around us. Good for us throughout all eternity. He gives us only the things that are truly beneficial for our growth as his children and that are beneficial for the advancement of his kingdom on this earth. Yes. Yes. The question to ask yourself if you have an unmet need today is this. Is this thing that I need something that God defines as good for my life? Is this thing that I need something that God defines as good for my life? Mm, I want the answer to that question. Psalm 1830 The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. Dealing with stress is a matter of perspective and faith. It takes an eternal perspective and God-centered faith. That's a winning combination. Read the stories of men and women of old. They often face life-threatening situations, yet they face them with perspective and faith of such magnitude that stress found no home in their hearts. The spirit-filled life is not a life without responsibility or pressure. It is, however, a life in which God is seen as such a faithful provider that we are free to do what we know to do while trusting him with those things that are beyond our control. God is in control. That should free you. Stay right there. Thank you for coming to pray with me today. Welcome South Dakota. 37 of the 50 United States. Mm, mm, mm. So beautiful. If anyone would like to make a donation, please go to anchor.fm 
forward slash Pamela hyphen M hyphen Staten forward slash support Staten S-T-A-T-O-N. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. Gosh, Joyce Meyer took my instructions right out of my mouth. (laughs) Just shows you we're all in sync and we're all here to love and serve the Lord. Have a blessed day. Bye for now. Thank you.